Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we brave scanning the net to find all the deep history and lore of cyberpunk. I'm Toasty, a fixer that's new to Night City with a desire to jump into the details of this gritty setting. And I'm Genesis, an old school media tech with a love of character deep dives. Together, we will bring you the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future. We've got incoming. Let's Delta. Welcome back, Jooms, to another episode of the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I'm your girl, Genesis, and with me, as always, is Toasty. I am so happy to be back home, not recording remotely, back in my studio where I belong. Yay! super enthusiastic toasty is also happy i'm home i'm always the most enthusiastic Mm. all right so tonight we definitely have an interesting topic to go through we've mentioned these people quite a few times so far um and especially at last week's episode where we talked about the gang of four now, these are real-world associations, things, I don't really know what to call them, government agencies, that's what I'm looking for. They are government agencies in the real world that have translated over to cyberpunk. But what I want to know is, have you ever had any interaction with any of these people in real life? I'm trying to, I don't think so. I mean, other than my my personal NSA agent who monitors everything I do on the internet, uh, I no, I don't think so. I'm trying to think of because I mean, the one that's most likely is the FBI, and I still don't, I don't think so. No, uh, Toasty's a good little lad and doesn't get in trouble. <laughs> um. Yeah, I've had plenty of those. I have had interactions with an FBI agent, but that is because I work in the hotel industry and there was a suspected uh, missing person that had stayed at the hotel. Mm. So. That'll do it. But nothing really else came out of that. So. (laughs) All right. Now, so these gangs, well, they're not gangs in the real world. Uh, In cyberpunk, the NSA, CIA, FBI, and DEA form the Gang of Four. Uh, And so if for our non-American listeners, the NSA stands for the National Security Agency, right? Mm -hmm. The CIA is the Criminal Investigations, or no, sorry, Central Intelligence Agency. <laughs> Central Intelligence. Well, it could it could be Criminal Investigation Agency. I mean, that's kind no, of, but it's not. Well, that's the FBI, which is the Federal Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> and the DEA is the Drug Enforcement Association. So these four. Government agencies uh, work in the United States in order to keep us safe. Uh, But obviously in cyberpunk, it is a very different story. Why don't we get into the history and talk about their origins? Starting with uh, the origin, um, uh, which actually uh, goes back a bit further than the the 1990s as we're usually used to seeing for cyberpunk history um so the gang of four traces its origins uh to the years following the end of world war ii although agencies such as the fbi had existed since the beginning of the century 
the federal government began creating new ones, such as the NSA in the early days of the Cold War, to combat, combat the increasingly hostile Soviet Union. At some point in time, these agencies began consolidating their power and operating as a shadow government, eventually eclipsing Washington's authority and coordinating outside of legal bounds. Hmm. This is cyberpunk history. Yes. Well, since the 1950s, the organization had on file a major percentage of every telegraph, telephone, and radio phone call made in Moscow until 1992. Even the encrypted calls were recorded, though some were not decoded for as long as 20 years. In the United States, they had records of every wire transfer and telegram from every online office in the country. Detailed information on all manner of transactions from stock exchanges down to the most insignificant savings count was all kept on file. The NSA was the most powerful of the gang of four agencies working in or out of the United States with no legal restrictions whatsoever. It's a lot of information to have. That's a, that's yeah. a lot. In the 1960s, the NSA hired over 22,000 people a year as, quote, analysts. Most of these individuals were either, quote, attached to the Department of Defense or untraceable concealing themselves within the ridiculous amount of paperwork generated by a bureaucratic process. Given the secret nature of the military intelligence field, the Gang of Four would continue to grow unchecked in both size and scope, acquiring nigh-limitless influence in Congress, the Pentagon, and various military circles. Insanity. Oh, my God. Terrifying. Yeah. Cyberpunk history. Now, let's move on to the 90s to 94 when the Quiet War happened. Now, with the collapse of the Communist Soviet Union in 1989, making an end to the decades-long Cold War, a rift began to develop between the United States and Europe, which had formed into the European Economic Community, which we've talked about previously. Go listen to the Euro as well, Theater episode. As Hi. well as the 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 ex Soviet Union and then becoming the USSR, but in a different way. <laughs> All of these things are so intertwined, it's it boggles the mind how much detail and like I fucking love this shit. Like I can't there's no way to explain it other than the fact that here we are giving so much history in all of these different countries. They all work and fit together in such amazing, awesome ways. It's a cohesive storyline that started over 20 years ago and still fits to this day. Kudos. Kudos to you, Artel Soran Games. All right. Back to the EEC and their growing economic and political capability that was poised to overtake that of its American allies. And they started exhibiting distaste towards America's overreaching foreign policy, further straining diplomatic relations. In 1992, against U.S. wishes, the EEC provided humanitarian and financial aid towards the failing Soviet states. In another show of defiance, the EEC established cordial relationships with the USSR, who accepted the new euro dollar over the US, U.S. currency. With European nations subsequently withdrawing from NATO as American military aid against a belligerent Soviet Union was now viewed as obsolete. I mean, to be fair to the EEC... Quite a few Americans 
in the United States today have a problem with their with our overreaching foreign policy. <laughs> so I can't blame them. I can't blame another country being mad about it. <laughs> I mean, facts. Faced with an ever-growing Europe threatening American dominance and concerns towards European developments in space exploration, the Gang of Four engaged in espionage and stock market manipulation in an attempt to undermine the EEC's rapidly expanding influence and to secure U.S. interests. This included directly hacking into both European and Asian stock markets, artificially altering the value of stocks, bonds, and currency, and sabotaging military and diplomatic talks between the USSR and the EEC. Shady. Shady as shit. Like artificially altering the value of stocks like (laughs) gamer stop anyone god damn it i mean tell me i'm wrong i'm but like that was funny (laughs) yeah the the gamestop stuff was funny yeah and it wasn't artificially it was just kind of socially planned i don't know yeah i mean like obviously like i mean all the people that have like huge investments in stocks and shit were fucking pissed because it fucked with the whole system but like to be fair currently like speaking uh in our uh in the u.s the stocks are fucking horrible anyways so like the only people, like I mean, I mean, those only people that invest in stocks are like the people that have all of the money to start with and just get more money doing it. Like I mean, I know some people like I have friends or whatever that do like a little bit here and there. And it's like you know, kudos to you to the little mans that can actually like uh, succeed in doing it. But like most of the people, I mean, just just watch fucking Wolf of Wall Street. You get all the information you really need out of it. <laughs> Like yeah. fictional movie, but honestly, <laughs> pretty accurate representation. For sure. Okay. So we talked about this one last week, but let's dive a little bit. Let's go over it a little bit more uh, when we talk about the first Central American War. Uh, During this time, the Gang of Four, attempting to curb the American crack cocaine epidemic, was embroiled in a proxy war with the nations of Central and South America, deciding to obliterate the drug supply chain at its source. Yeah, no. To this end, the gang released an artificial virus which destroyed vast swaths of coca and opium crops, and authorized the funding of paramilitary troops to weaken South American drug lords, devastating local economies, which were heavily dependent on the income and infrastructure generated by the drug trade. Consequently, these nations became increasingly destabilized, leading to the conflict that would come to be known as the First Central American War. Of course, we talked about this in much more detail uh, last episode last week uh so if you want to hear more about that in detail go listen to that of course um although the u.s attempted to provide military support to assist south american governments in quelling the violence the war dragged on for several years partly due to european aid and material being provided to drug cartels and drawing the ire of the drug lords who would go on to detonate a small-yield nuclear weapon in the heart of New York City in 1993. I don't know if that was mentioned last week. Uh, so I was like, okay, that's that was new information to me. Damn. So. I don't remember that. I'm pretty sure we would have talked about a nuke going off in New York City. A small-yield? That means not quite a nuke, right? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's definitely... <laughs> I want to see what the actual definition of a small-yield nuclear weapon is. 
What does that mean? W-54 is a tactical nuclear warhead. Okay. The smallest nuclear weapon in both weight and yield to have entered U.S. service. How much damage? According to Columbia University Center of Nuclear Studies, a bomb that killed between 90,000 and 166,000 people. Okay, a a low-yield nuclear weapon uh, would have 43% of the yield of the bomb that leveled Hiroshima in 1945. So a 43% Hiroshima... That's still so like big. pretty, but I but like that doesn't take that doesn't get rid of New York. To be fair, that's like that's like the bomb that they put in Arasaka Tower, probably. That's actually a fair <laughs> comparison. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. Because right. I don't think it would wipe out New York City, um, no. but it would leave a sizable dent. I'm sounding super cool about all this. I don't, I don't condone. The use of nuclear weapons. No, absolutely not. I would just like to make that clear. I sound like super like, oh, this isn't that bad. It's like, no, it's bad. It's still bad. I definitely agree that it's bad. It's very bad. Um, But in in the cyberpunk universe, let's be honest, the U.S. deserved it. (laughs) I mean, yeah, at this point in cyberpunk U.S. history, probably, yeah. Now, the small nuclear device that exploded in 93 was right before the crash of 94. While the Central American conflict continued, the EEC became aware of the U.S. interference in global stock markets and diplomatic affairs, and they retaliated by simply leaking the information to the global news outlets. With the alleged security of the exchange compromised, the markets quickly collapsed, leading to the crash of 94. Further exacerbated by embargoes imposed on American trade by nearly every developed nation. Hashtag the U.S. is fucked. Federal bonds were being sold at such an acute pace that the federal government had to print money to be able to buy them, rapidly devaluing the American dollar and causing massive inflation. Widespread unemployment and civil unrest soon followed, leading to prolific violence and extreme poverty. Uh, and what followed after, um, very shortly after, uh, as the U.S. economy spiraled out of control, Congress suspected an outside force responsible for the meddling in European affairs and the resulting chaos. This suspicion was further compounded by the assassination of both President James Richard Allen and Vice President Harold Harrison Hunt. What a fucking name. <laughs> On August 17, 1996, this led to an emergency session being convened where Secretary of Defense Jonathan Seward assumed the mantle of president since the Speaker of the House was undergoing a surgical procedure and the pro tempore of the Senate was unwilling to take the presidency. It's like crazy. It's like the fifth in charge, the fifth in line person to take the presidency. God, it was just fucking crazy. Uh, Seward quickly declared martial law and suspended the Constitution, citing efforts to control the unrest. A gang of four sponsored coalitions in the Senate began to form, but were quickly stricken out by the newly formed administration, and attempts were made by the diplomatic court to lift trade embargoes, but these would not succeed until 1998. Wow. So in the embargoes last for like four years, that's a really long time to go without getting anything imported in. I see now why the U.S. went to shit. I mean, like, think about it. That's that's no avocados from Mexico. I'm sorry, I had to, I had to make the call back. I had to. <laughs> Avocados from Mexico. 
All right. Well, let's head to the middle of the show where we can listen to our sponsors, thank the patrons, and then when we get back, we will talk about the Military Intelligence Cooperative. Welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about the show and not the lore of cyberpunk. Thank you all so much for listening today. Uh, We are so excited to put the show out every week and for you all to be continuing to show us your love with downloads and listens and comments and everything. Our five-star rating keeps going up and up on Spotify, and that makes me happy, as well as on iTunes. I don't have any new patrons to read out this week, and I don't have any new reviews to read out either. It's been a minute since we've gotten one of those, so come on, hit me up. Now, you can also show us your love by heading over to fanrolldice.com and code stack to get 20% off of your order. You can use code CPLC Cyberpunk Lorecast and stack it with the almighty C10 code. Show both shows some love. That is A L L M I G H T Y C 1 0. Use both those codes at checkout. 20% off your awesome o dice. All right. I think that's all I have. Toast, you got anything to say in the middle of the show? Uh, I'll just give like, because I thought I was, I thought so last week, but I couldn't remember. Uh, or I couldn't find the the name exactly. But uh, shout out to, to Sergi, our most recent Patreon, because they also did sign up for the Witcher lore cast on that Patreon too. And I appreciate it. That's awesome. I don't know. Sergi hitting up all the shows. Yeah, I don't know who else's show they're doing. So as far as I know, it's just my shows, which means that Sergi really likes me. Um, so I, I appreciate it. The girls too. Or maybe he just. Well, thanks for taking this away from me. I, I, my depression is going to take over again. So, cool. Aww. All right. So yes, thank you, Sergi, for signing up on all the shows. Or at least all the shows that Toasty and I are on. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's get back into it and talk more about the Gang of Four and moving forward in history. So... After the declaration of martial law in 1996, I kind of really hope that like the effect of the audio comes through there. Like I, I hope that you can like hear my voice <laughs> like grow. Um, several theoretical mathematicians in the military intelligence community began to note a number of aberrant activities and incongruities in the way that the various government agencies were operating in tandem. A glaring discrepancy was the large number of black ops being carried out with no government oversight whatsoever. For example, in April of that year, a woman named Alexia Valenza was assassinated for unknown reasons by operatives of the NSA and CIA. Uh, Why? Well, Jen... I can't answer that question because the woman was a simple showgirl working for a Las Vegas editorial and allegedly had little to no political affiliations, yet her death was carried out with the care and detail of a high-level political assassination, with costs totaling several thousands of dollars. In the end, the order for her death was traced to an empty office in the State Department. The motive for her death and the man or woman who gave the order Still remains a mystery. What the hell is this? I what? <laughs> That's the shit girl. the gang of four be doing. That's what they be up to. They be up there murdering Las Vegas showgirls and leaving no trace or reason why. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously there has to be like some trace of it, or else how do they know that it wasn't just like some? Like, dude, that the, the, not the mob squad in old Las Vegas, you know, 
working out in mm. those days where it was basically a fucking mafia out there. They knew it was like carried out by NSA CIA agents. So like that's the trace. But other than that, I have no clue. What is this NSA a, doing? a mystery? When did NSA become mercs? Like I understand sending CIA, um, you know, especially the FBI and DEA. Like those are the actual like on the boots ground. The NSA. Um, I believe, um, according to the first half of the show, that, that would have been um, very swiftly after uh, World War II. <laughs> when they became mercs. Okay, that's not what I meant. You know, yeah. I meant like when I think about the NSA, I think about the nerd behind the computer doing all that shit. But the FBI and the DEA, those I feel are the the people with the guns that would go out and make the hit. What's I don't know. Buddy's going to have to answer that question for us. Buddy, if you want to be a guest on the show, please <laughs> enlighten us to what the NSA does and what might lead to this sort of thing. It, it's never going to happen. The NSA can literally not tell us about any of their shit. <laughs> In cyberpunk history. Exactly. <laughs> My disclaimer. Let's get, let's get Jay. Let's get Jay to come and explain it to us. Oh, I think we might have Jay back on the show here in the future, especially after Danger Gal comes out. I think that that's definitely we can get him in here to talk about the dossier and uh, maybe ask add, some of these pressing questions. Let me add to my list. Start next Jay Gray show with. So, speaking of danger, what up with the NSA? <laughs> all right, all right. I I, like I would just like to know um, that I don't know if that'll actually get added to the actual like the final cut. I wrote nothing down. I just wanted to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but it's in an episode, and we have to follow through on everything that we say in every. I mean, episode. we know. We know Jay Gray listens to our episodes, so if you leave it in the final cut, he will be forced to answer it because he listens to all of our stuff. Jay, tell us more about the NSA. I would love to know. In They're sus. Suspecting the presence of a cabal in the intelligence community, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff formed the MIC or Military Intelligence Cooperative, to deal with the vast amount of duplication in the nine intelligence agencies of the United States military and uncover possible interference in governmental affairs. The MIG was run by long-standing military intelligence operatives, and despite the cries of the NSA and the CIA, the MIG remained its own department, with a high degree of separation maintained between itself and other agencies to prevent outside manipulation of its findings. Good job. Good job. There should be overseers to the overlords. I feel like I think I, I, I think that this does end up working out with them uh, for the most working out for them for the most part. But like, I don't know. My my first thought is that your means of combating all of these like federal uh, organizations that have like three letter acronyms was to create a federal organization with a three letter acronym and hope that the same thing didn't happen to it. Granted, I think it works out. So, like, yes, good job, but, like, the potential for that to have completely fucked you over and just have the Mick become, you know, lead to the Gang of Five was so high. <laughs> like, bold choice. Glad to see it worked out for <laughs> But, like, that was really risking thing. They wouldn't huh? have been the Gang of Four. It would have been the Party of Five. Yeah. That's like, oh, was that a reference? Oh. Old TV show. Well, Toasty's not old, so he didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not old either, fucker. <laughs> Taking this as a discovery of their true motive, the Gang of Four. <laughs> 
Ford <laughs> took several steps to sabotage the MIC. At first, the MIC thought it was under attack from just the NSA. Since the NSA was also attached to the Department of Defense, it was believed that a natural rivalry would exist. But soon tensions arose from the CIA, FBI, and DEA. This worried MIC leaders who began to realize the extent of these agencies' capabilities. I'm sorry, I almost started laughing there because I realized that the name MIC, like taking the MIC is getting drunk. It's, it's slang for getting drunk or getting wasted or getting high. And so the fact that military intelligence cooperative is getting high, it just made me laugh. Um, you could also look at it like the word mic, as in like, this is my microphone, M-I-C, my mic. Now, we've talked about this next part a little bit also uh, back in our Middle Eastern episodes uh, where we talk about the Mideast meltdown. By 1997, the NSA withheld massive amounts of satellite information obtained from American military and Israeli sources during the Mideast meltdown. It was obvious that something was amiss, and the NSA had over 300 operatives in the Middle East, yet suddenly none could be accounted for. The agency possessing intelligence that a nuclear skirmish between the two countries was imminent had every single operative extracted in secrecy obfuscating satellite images from the MIC to avoid rousing suspicion. By the time the information was received, the old Russian missile carriers were already in position, and it was too late. Uh, the U.S. lost critical assets in Saudi Arabia and Kuwait. <laughs> Pleading that they needed to pull out their agents undetected, the NSA claimed that any action by the military would have set off the exchange before any operatives got out. The nuclear exchange raised most of the Arabian Peninsula, devastating the world's oil supply and crippling the United States, which was still heavily reliant on fossil fuels. It was too much. Later that year, the MIC, under the direction of President Seward, opened personnel files in the Department of Defense and began inquiries. It was the last straw. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. Shortly after, the MIC discovered alarming evidence that pointed to the NSA, CIA, FBI, and DEA having conspired as an independent force for an extended period of time, and admittedly recommended the dissolution of the latter two, which was carried out by the government. So the Federal Bureau of Investigations and Drug Enforcement Agency dissolved can i just state for the record this they wanted to uh dissolve those two from what i'm getting out of out of out of all this information that we've just gone over you need to dissolve the fucking nsa they're the problem like the rest yeah. of them sure are like but the nsa is the biggest problem if you're going to get rid of the big problem it needs to be the first one. <laughs> Agreed. Like, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, like, their job is to investigate crimes. Like, wouldn't you want to keep them around, if anybody? Yeah, and it's like, they haven't, like, we, we've been talking through this. The only time we mentioned the FBI before was at the start, when we said what the Gang of Four was. That's it. Like, the FBI hasn't been brought up since. Like the D, I, I can kind of get the DEA. They were the ones responsible for the first and second Central American wars, which were a big problem and caused a lot of issues. So, like, I can kind of understand that because, like, those were some pretty big uh, straws to add to the camel's back. But, like, I mean, as far as I'm seeing, the FBI hasn't really done anything. <laughs> With the advent of the Wasting Plague, Stewart was assassinated while touring the country by an, quote, irate nomad, who in reality was an operative in the NSA's employ. 
me and Jen are both throwing our hands up as if our point has just been made even further, which it has. General William Newell, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, soon took his place, but became involved in the Second Central American War, instigated by the CIA-backed paramilitary troops. Okay, so disclaimer to myself, it was the DEA was the problem with the first one. This is the CIA. Taxed with containing rioting and looting and endured in yet another conflict in the jungles of South America, the military was spread too thin to effectively root out the remaining CIA and NSA. The latter of which would continue to subvert the U.S. government well into 2004. So, in a more realistic sense, what I'm kind of getting from this is that, like, they kind of wanted to dissolve all of them, but the two easiest ones were the DEA and the FBI, mm-hmm. because they were, I guess, because the NSA and the CIA are so entangled into the stuff that it'd be hard to, like, fully dissolve them in the same way. Yeah, I guess that, that that makes sense. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like you said, like it spread, like to effectively root out the remaining CIA, NSA, uh, like that basically tells me that they're so entrenched in so many things or like so like subversive that they're able to kind of like hide all of their activities up until yeah, 2004, which this is the second Central American War, which is. I can't remember what time frame we said it was in before. I can look that up while you go on to the next thing. I was going to bring it up right now. It's pretty far. 2003. So, okay. So, nothing. Okay, so that's only a Not year. too bad. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, but it did say, like, I mean... In 1997 is for the the Mideast meltdown. They did uh, start seeing these things. So you know, effectively, that they're still able to, even though that a lot of evidence is coming up by like, you know, 1998. There's still six years before they're able to fully get rid of the NSA uh, and CIA. So you know, that is a significant amount of time to have political operatives fucking with your stuff in the most simple terms. Yeah. So, uh, 2004 to 2008, finally, finally, we start to see them coming to an end. Uh, the acting president, Newell, a former Green Beret, used his connections to contact the Special Operations Command, a subdivision of the U.S. Armed Forces, and a core component of the CIA. Promising full immunity in return for testimony on the inner dealing of the agencies. So getting, finding out or getting the, a faction of the CIA to help get rid of the CIA. I mean, smart thinking. If you got that kind of pool, fucking use it. The federal government discovered from these testimonies that the inner circle of the NSA was behind the gang of four and responsible for the assassination of approximately 13 high-level officials. Just <laughs> to point out, they killed the president and the vice president, and then Seward. That's three. Who the fuck are the other ten people? Right? <laughs> <That> they... <laughs> like, what? Damn, bro. Um Following this discovery, the CIA was restructured, reformed, and reincorporated into the new government. So they're able to rework the whole the whole system of the CIA, luckily. I still wouldn't trust any of the people. Like, no. If you were former CIA, I'm sorry. You no longer work in the government. Mm-mm. No, goodbye. No, what about the NSA. The NSA was then purged with military force in March of 2004, and a return to civil governments was planned. The administration having mistakenly believed that a conspiracy had been rooted out, 
However, the World News Service star Tesla Johannesson was killed by NSA operatives in Cairo, showing that the agency was still operational and capable to some degree. And another four years to covert fighting around the world would be necessary to put an end to the gang of four. That's it, Tosi. That's what you and I were doing. We were actually the secret operatives hitting each one of the major countries around the around the globe searching for these operatives. That's why we had to travel around to each of these countries. Is this is this our is Tosi and Genesis Cyberpunk lore cast lore? Is this yeah. we're establishing this? It is now Fair canon enough. in the Toasty Gen lore. All right. I mean, uh, fair enough. Or should I have not said that because now I outed our secret? But okay. So my my thing is, uh, does that make fourteen? The um, thirteen high level official does does she count? Does she count as a high level official? No, because she's not a part of the government. She was part of the WNS. Yeah, but the WNS is kind of a big deal by this point. <laughs> Yeah, but they're not. She's not a high-ranking gov- uh, U.S. government official. She was working out of Cairo. She's part of the world news. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. No, I mean, but it's Tesla. So that's her name. Her name is Tesla. But still, Tesla's a big deal. <laughs> Tesla, the brand is a big can, deal. It, it, yeah. But, but is is Tesla the brand? Is Tesla its name? Yes. Wait. <clears throat> I'm being dumb. Was, I don't know. Was, no, 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 no. Hold on. Was Tesla a thing when this was written? I don't believe what? so, no. Wait. Maybe. Was it? I don't think Tesla was like a big deal for some time. Well, because Elon Musk, didn't he make the company? And he just hit hit the scene recently. Like, he hasn't been around since the 90s that I'm aware of. Yeah, no. Tesla founded 2003. So, barely? Yeah, but it wouldn't have been a big enough company for them to make a reference to it for yeah, no. Mike Ponsman's writing the original scripting. Oh, well, writing the original stuff on this, this information would have been written in the eighties. So no, definitely not. Yeah. Cause they wrote like the 2020 stuff back in the eighties. So Tesla would, it would definitely did not exist yet. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, reference to fucking like Nikola Tesla. So that's a fair point but Tesla the company no definitely not definitely could not have referenced it but anyways uh, so anyways Jin to our personal callback from before that the other people won't understand the last remnants of the NSA were found to be hiding in guess where Washington D.C. And were crushed with an overwhelming military response, ending the long legacy of the Gang of Four. The members comprising the inner circle of the NSA, however, were never found. And were speculated to have fled to various corporations to escape capture. They're still Weasley as fuck. Right? (laughs) Hiding under everyone's nose. And then still managed to get away. The first free elections after the lifting of martial law were held in November 7, 2008, but the damage from the years of infighting and unrest left the United States of America in shambles, several states having seceded, and the total death toll numbering in the hundreds of millions. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty like they definitely did so much damage. It's ridiculous. But it led me to thinking, Jen, because, you know, 
it's very unresolved. This is a very unresolved thing that we have before us. So my question to you, because I have my own personal thoughts, but I want to ask you, you think we'll learn more about the Gang of Four and Phantom Liberty? Hmm. So, after everything that we've talked about today, and especially thinking if there are still some NSA agents hiding out there, and we know that the CIA has been reincorporated into the government, now... And we know that Solomon Reed, is that that's his name, right? Solomon Reed, in quotes, works for... A new uh, acronym using government agency that I can't remember the exact uh, thing of, but it's not something that's pre. It's like a new one. Or it's FIA. basically the FBI, but different. FIA. Yeah, uh, because uh, it looked like federal investigation agency. I that yeah. was my prediction on that one. Basically, the FBI. I'm assuming the FBI, but new. <laughs> So maybe I'm I I don't think that we're going to get solid like, oh, this is gang of four information, but maybe something about um, former NSA agents, former um, CIA agents. I think we're going to get something along that. But I, I don't know if we're going to. Hmm? There might be shards on the Gang of Four, though. There might be something. I feel like this, it could be very political, dealing with the president, dealing with a government agency. We could get more. What were you thinking? I mean, I feel like we had to get at least some information on it for sure. Like maybe whether it's shards... Or like references, but I mean, I think it'd be really cool if maybe the maybe those those underground original core of the NSA came back out, and maybe they're the reasons for shooting down the plane. Maybe they're making another play to get back in charge. like that i mean there's a there's depending on uh what's going on there's like there's definitely some room for like uh like holes in the government that they could take advantage of whether it's the whether it's noosa's government whether it's uh whether it's a night city's government with you know whether arasaka is going to be sticking around again or not whether they leave a hole of power that can be filled by this old times government agency. From the USA, I, the old United States American. Yeah, the USA. <laughs> I mean, like, I get it. It's been 70 years at this point. But I mean, like, they were biding their time until probably 2023. And then we get the nuke that set off an Arasaka Tower and it's like, well, who's going to... There's not really great things going on there. Uh, you know. So, who knows? Who knows what we might get? But I feel like we're going to get something. I feel like I feel like the writers, both 2077 and then Artel Sorian are clever enough. Cunning enough to to do something like that. But we'll see. It's probably just corporations. Let's be honest. It's probably just corporations. Yeah, but I think it definitely would be interesting to not just blame it on another corpo. Blame it on a government agency. I like this. I mean, the government agencies were the corpos before the corpos, right? Like, it's big time. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, I say before the corpos, approximately about the same time. So, because we know Arasaka starts not too long after. So, Arasaka is special 
in its beginning and its formation and everything like that. But corpse like Militech and uh, Stove Oil, things like that, they they took a little bit longer. Stove Oil? Oh, fuck, I said Stove. All right. So if you have any thoughts on that, on whether or not we're going to see anybody from the Gang of Four, leave it in the comments on the Spotify or you can leave it on the Robots Radio Discord Cyberpunk Lorecast channel, or on our Twitter, or on our Patreon, or anywhere else that you can find us. Well, you can reach out to us by email. Any way that you can find the Cyberpunk Lorecast, we are out there. Come give us a follow, come give us a rating, come give us a review, anything that you would like to and tell us if you think that we are going to learn anything about the Gang of Four in Phantom Liberty. All right. I think that's enough for tonight for sure. Definitely had some laughs, had some fun, and now it is time to wrap it up. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can check out the Two Girls, One Ship podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. Uh, we've covered so many different video game franchises, and uh, each and every single one of them holds a special place in my heart. Come listen. What about you? Well, you can find me. Uh, yes, I'm doing an exit. <laughs> it's already changed three times. <laughs> Over in the Witcher Lorecast, where we talk about all things Witcher, uh, as well as the Cyberpunk Red Line Play podcast, Cyberpunked, Cyberpunk Apostrophe D, that I do with the Fumbling Four and Almighty Crit Gang, that you should definitely check out very soon. You're running out of time. Go listen now before it's too late. Quick, run, listen. And play Miracle of Sound in the background while you're doing it, because I think that might actually add to some flavor. That would be a good combo. They, uh, I mean, they have their own music, but like, yeah, you can definitely, you can definitely put some Miracle of Sound in there too. Some neon red. Exactly. The instrumental remix, which we use every episode here on this show <coughs> as our intro, mid-break, and outro noises. Uh, Tosi. Throw a random accent on this one. Fuck, oh, no. I did you on the spot. Stay safe and not city. <laughs>